friends and acquaintances to participate in the broadcast. And this way, the idea of a creative society spreads all over the world. And um, today, we are having a very special guest with us, Sunita Rajiv. Hello, Sunita. How are you doing? I'm very good. Namaskar. Pranam to everybody from India. I'm very good. I'm very happy. Yeah. Thank you. We are very honored to have you here with us. Uh, Sunita is a middle section headmistress in Elkin International School, a teacher trainer, sustain and development trainer, child protection trainer, and climate reality leader. Thank you. Okay. The first question we wanted to ask you is, uh, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your mission? Uh, first of all, let me begin by um, uh, you know, expressing my gratitude to Alatra Unites and thank you for having me here. I'm really delighted to be a part of it. And I'm so glad that I'll be at least contributing a little, a little bit into your great journey. About myself, you've said, quite a lot. So I simply say that I'm a simple human being, uh, at heart, a learner at heart, uh, a person who writes poetry, loves to do some painting, art, loves to write stories, right? Teacher by choice and headmistress in my profession, yes. Uh, but I'm working like a crusader for child protection, for SDGs, for climate reality. And I'm a firm believer in the power of children. I, I really think if we invest in the power of children, the world is going to be a happier place, which you and I, we both want it to be. And I also feel that it's the duty of every person to see to it that every child is safe, every child is given the best opportunity possible. So that is what my mission is. Thank you. Over to you. Thank you so much. And could you please share with us what inspires you in your life? What drives you? So if you talk of any seed, you know, the first uh, gratitude of the seed will go to the gardener. So my parents uh, were the first, you know, source of inspiration. The way my father and my mother, both very illustrious uh, scholars in their fields uh, with love for literature, love for religion, love for uh, spirituality, and love for everything uh, which was given to India by the ancient Hindu uh, texts and Hindu religion. So that was uh, where I think I got my uh, nourishment, nourishment of uh, mind and heart and soul, I would say. Then next, you know, if you, this, I'm taking the analogy of the seed further, you need sunlight, you need uh, soil, you need air, so the soil of, was a society which was actually giving or providing the best opportunities to me all the while. And the sunlight was the mentors, you know. Uh, I was very fortunate to have mentors all the way, right from my parents to my teachers. A few names surfaced my mind, uh, Mrs. Shanta Singh. Uh, when I blossomed into a teacher, I'll say blossomed because uh, a teacher also has to undertake the journey of becoming a true teacher in her career. So Mrs. Shantasin was my source of inspiration who taught me how a woman, in spite of all odds, has to learn to pursue her career and thoughts. So that is how I proceeded on. And then I came under the mentorship of Dr. Ashok Kumar Pandey. Um, and after that, there was no looking back uh, because uh, the way 
uh, we we came to understand when I say we, I mean all the people who are working with it. We came to understand what actually the role of a leader was, and what difference an, any individual can make, provided you have your roadmap clear. So that is uh, where my you know perennial source of inspiration uh, is, and then my, I have I'm very fortunate to have some beautiful friends. And these friends are the ones who keep on, you know, nourishing uh, my thoughts, my, my aspirations to do best in life. And I have a sibling uh, who is, you know, constantly uh, a companion in every sense of the term. And that is where all this inspiration comes from and seeing children and their happiness also inspires me a lot. Yeah, over to you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your inspiration with us. It was very uplifting. And uh, since you have mentioned uh, the role of the leader that uh, you uh, realized how important it is, and we wanted to ask you to share with us uh, your understandings on this uh, topic. What is the role of the leaders in uh, changing our society for the better? See, so uh, thank you. I think that's a very good question you asked because Normally, uh, you know, when I was a child, I used to think if I was the monitor of the class, I was a leader, right? And if I, I came at the helm of affairs in any of their domains, I was a leader, right? And uh, that is how, you know, we thought if we are given the coordinatorship, we, are, we, become, we become leaders. But slowly when, uh, when uh, Dr. Pandey started, you know, taking certain number of workshops completely on transformational leadership, Right. That is where we started understanding the leader basically is a follower and a, is a person, is a team's person. And the role is if you walk with your team, walk with your team, not in front of the team, you walk with your team and inspire and motivate them intrinsically so much that you create more and more leaders and you spark that, you know, that um, uh, inspiration in them that they also want to multifold, uh, you know, do the same task in a very multifold way. That actually is the role of a leader. And the leader is one who actually sees the path and has a far vision, has a clear vision, and knows how to take his team members or her team members along with him on the same path with a mission in the heart. So that is what the role of leaders is. And presently, we need more leaders and the, the, the job of any educator is to churn out the leader from every child, from within every child. So that is what leadership is all about. Every child can be uh, made to believe and rather is a leader in his form, but we have to make him realize his, his potential and to make him understand that yes, leadership skills are there with you. All you need to do is slightly chisel it a lot. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for sharing. We need more leaders and we need to start start taking responsibility on ourselves. Also, you've mentioned about your surroundings, how it shaped your worldview, shaped your future. And uh, this is really important. And in this regard, we was wanted to ask you a question about the creative society. How do you envision a society where everyone feels happy and lives comfortable in all spheres of life? Uh, thank you. Uh, the very name that you point on, the creative society, is so beautiful. And uh, the very word creative, I think, is uh, impregnated with so everything which you want in a society, right? So uh, I, I'm reminded of a 
beautiful poem by, have you heard the name of uh, Gurudev Ravindranath Tagore, the first Nobel laureate from India? And he, he got his uh, Nobel Prize for literature. And his one small poem actually will convey everything within a few lines. And if you allow me that, I, I would like to recite that. And that is what a creative society should be. And that goes, where the mind is without fear, where the mind is without fear and the head is held high, where knowledge is free, where the world is not broken into fragments by narrow domestic walls, where the words come from the depth of truth, where tireless striving stretches its sounds towards perfection, and where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sand of dead habit, into that world of ever-widening thought and vision, my father, let my country awake. That is the world-famous poem on, uh, by Tagore. And I think that is what the creative society is all about. The first element is having no fear. And that is when I was going to the foundations of creative society, I found the point number three of safety of human beings, I think it's most important. Now, just in your imagination, try to soar up above into the sky and just look down on the earth below. The three superpowers are investing more than 225 billions on arms and armaments. Three superpowers of the world, okay? $225 billion plus, yeah. the figure will increase. And when you have a second glance, you in the same world, you have 690 billion of people who are still hungry, malnourished. Do we need bombs or do we need bread? We need to create a society where this fear factor has to go away. If every nation looks at the other nation, that this one is going to encroach upon my land, so let me accumulate more and more weapons and keeps on holding weapons. Is that going to bring humanity what it needs to be brought? This is where we need to think now. This is where the change is needed now. This is where the narrative has to take the turn now. This is where we have to stand and speak about violence against violence and we have to tell everyone be it superpowers or anyone that we've had enough no more we don't want it now every person anywhere in the world if you go if you ask any person they would want a peaceful life nobody wishes for wars nobody wishes for battles no child in his notebook would write that when the teacher says what you want to be, the child will not write, I would want to be a soldier, will be simply fighting, no. I mean, they want to do something creative in life. Coming back to creative society. So creative society is, should be the one, or is I, I massage it as the one, which can bring this narrative into the world, which should actually change the talk, the, the walk of the world, and even the language of the leaders for that matter because that is what is needed very much. Yeah, over to you. Thank you. Thank you, it's very well said. 
this is and this is so true um i would say that what you what you described it can be um, boiled down to the like human centered society this exactly. is exactly what we need thank you and uh, it's uh, very heartwarming to, to see that uh, mm, each person we ask uh, describes the happy society of the future and uh, they all uh, this all these images uh, they are very similar so we all will want the same it's very beautiful and also we wanted to ask you uh, what do you think uh, can be done uh, to spread the idea of the greater society and inform all people on earth about this initiative wonderful so you see uh, one way is simply starting a society talking to like-minded people bringing them on board like you're doing it another way is also going on the social media but tell me uh, whatever country you belong to i'm just asking a very blunt question how many news channels have featured your work is where not that you've not worked your work is really really all over i can see and I've, you've been working for such a long time now but you know what the flaw is where the flaw is that the news that we watch on the television is always covering the negative news when you switch it on in fact i know families who do not want to switch on the news while they're eating their food why you will see wars you will see destruction you will see floods you will see anything negative in life being covered by news channels so presently first of all we need to create a channel or a place where positive news and the good work of the people is brought forward number one so this is where i think you could make a start and you have already done that i've seen that you have your own uh, television channel also and then is simply having like a greta thunberg stand in the united nations to talk about it the upfront straight simple demand of a creative society in the sense that the world listens to it because see goodness is happening in every world in every corner by a group of people you you look into any part of the world there are people who are working for establishing peace there right the world is not as plagued as the television would like you to believe right there is goodness everywhere and that goodness is actually keeping us all going and all having faith in humanity all working for the uh, human kind and for the benefit of society right so creative society is not simply you are doing fantastic job by bringing people on board with every person there are number of groups of people who will be definitely talking or listening about it then the word is already automatically spreading but that is not enough much more than that is needed you need a platform where this needs to be voiced this needs to be caught given attention to this needs to come on channels this need to be broadcasted where the world listens that here are societies like you who are doing such beautiful work and who want to convey that peace let peace be there and let live live and let live should be the message which should be conveyed loud and clear so that is what i would like to say thank you so much for sharing that i completely agree with you the more positivity we share the more positivity will be there in the world and this is really important so the society itself would make this demand and if society demands that then it should be provided mass media should provide it 
Thank you so much for sharing this understanding. We also know that you work in the educational sphere, and we wanted to ask you how the educational sphere, how schooling should like in a creative society. Ah, no. Uh, now I'll be delving into some utopian region, if you allow that. And now presently look at the education scenario. Now, not that I'm not happy or satisfied working. It's not that. Uh, I'm very glad to work in the educational institution and the one which I hail from is one of the country's top 10 institutions, I would say. And uh, it, is, uh, it is really shaped up very beautifully well. And uh, our students are known around the world for their education, not simply knowing or getting the marks or grades, but for their education and for the perception of the world uh, that they have. Uh, so coming back to how you would like or how, how I would like that education to be in creative society, it would be like this. See, had it been so perfect, we wouldn't be talking about it. Definitely something has been observed by you that something is lacking. I'm sorry for the noise that is coming, that is unavoidable. So you, you have observed that something is lacking and something more needs to be done. Now picture this. Uh, from the times when women started working, there was a change in society. And I'm myself a working woman, I know how it is, and we now it is a need of the earth, right? Now picture a society where, when a woman starts a family, the first six years, which are the most crucial years for a child's life, because 80% of his intellect is developed during those four years, or rather four, five, four or five years. The first five or six years, this woman is given complete protection from the state without having to go and uh, work in the office to leave the child, leaving the child behind. The state takes over the, the upbringing of the family, the needs of the family, the requirements, so that the woman is able to give her complete time to the upbringing of that child in the, in the best possible manner. And why when we bring up children in a very, a protected environment with the best of love and uh, compassion, the personality development, which is the sixth point in your foundation, the personality development will be very beautifully taken care of. Presently, now that we are, how, how we have made our own uh, you know, benchmarks, a child is born, sent to school for 14 years, Another four or five years are invested in specialization. What is the character that we always hang before the horse? If you, earn, if you earn well, your life will be happy. Then you get a job. And then you get married, we get children, buy a house, a beautiful car, life sorted. This is what this is the, you know, the graph or the line which is shown to the child, and the child keeps on continuing to walk on that path. Where is the scope of you know, the real knowledge or the knowledge seeking here? Because constantly we are aspiring to get good grades so that the good grades will get us into a new good college. Good college doesn't talk to the child for two days. We have not taught him the skill to go back and at a slower pace. But mostly the educational institutions, we are focusing on the, the completion of the bookish knowledge which is given to the child. How many times we do, do the teachers sit to actually get and talk to the real life skills of a child? So creative society education should be having these components where the personality development of the person is done in the most holistic manner. 
where the child or when he grows or when she grows, she knows that if there are cracks in society, how to mend those cracks. If there are cracks in the relationships, how to mend those cracks. And if I have to communicate my thought about peace, my thought about uh, collaboration, how best do I do it that other people listen? So this I think needs to be there in the education in the creative society. It may be utopian, but it's not impossible. Now, could, would sound platonic, but it's okay. I think that is the need of the art. We've, we've uh, you know, run after the industrialist approach of the education, where we're preparing children for, for taking up manufacturing. We are, taking, we are preparing children for uh, you know, running the rat race of more and more production because for us, happiness is equal to materialistic um, advancement and accumulation of materialistic things. Not that I'm against it, but there, there has to be a balance. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is very, very beautiful. Uh, very, very well said. What you were, what you were saying. It's. Uh, I think that uh, <clears throat> it's again we're talking about uh, child-centered education. When we, uh, when we try to find out their needs and fulfill their needs, when we are very attentive to what they need, what are uh, is needed in real life. <clears throat> when we move away from all the formalities and uh, come closer to real life when they can implement what we give them in the educational system in, in everyday uh, in daily life and everyday routine. Thank you. Okay, and uh, uh, the same way as uh, child-centered education uh, needs to know uh, children needs, uh, the same way uh, <clears throat> human-centered uh, creative society needs to know uh, the humanity's need. And uh, our participants of Electric International Public Movement have been conducting a lot of social surveys to get to know what people want, what society they want to live in. And as a result, we have eight foundations of the creative society, which uh, show uh, what people all over the world want to see in the society, uh, what um, principles and uh, foundations uh, should uh, be uh, the pillars of uh, the creative society of uh, the future. Yes. And uh, uh, we know that uh, you have got acquainted with uh, these eight foundations. And uh, during our conversation, we have already mentioned a few of them and uh, you beautifully um, inserted them in your speech. <clears throat> and uh, on that note, um, we wanted uh, uh, to um, focus on one of the foundations which you chosen. Yeah, and before we uh, read it out loud, we wanted to say that this foundations was the need of people. We've conducted thousands of interviews with people all over the world, and this is what people actually need and want. And we know that you wanted to discuss today six foundation development of personality. It sounds like this. Every person in the creative society has the right to comprehensive development and personal fulfillment. Education should be free and equally accessible to all, creating conditions and expanding opportunities for a human to implement his or her creative abilities and talents. Could you please comment on this foundation? What do you think about it? Yeah, beautifully. Thank you. I think you've worded it very beautifully. The people who drafted this 
uh, must have chiseled it to perfection by reading and rereading and editing and adding and uh, subtracting what was not needed. So it is really very beautifully crafted, very beautifully written, I would say, uh, all the eight foundations. But why this one is dear to my heart is I see, see at the core of the um, existence is the human being, which is your point number one, right? The core of existence is human being. But uh, human and hunger both start from edge. And a hungry man has no heart. The first thing that he needs is bread. The first thing that he needs is uh, quenching the thirst and the hunger and the basic needs, which have given very rightfully the topmost, uh, as the, that's the first point in your uh, list. But when we are talking of society, we are moving ahead and we are taking for granted that we are moving towards a civilized society. We are moving towards, we have moved away, we have taken care of the basic needs. And now we are polishing our global citizens to become the very conscious, compassionate citizens of society. My comment on this is basically, it is the, the onus does not rest simply either in the family or on the school. The onus rests on everyone. We cannot turn our head away. Who is a good human being? You know, by the end of the schooling years, when the teachers have taught for say 14 years, when the, when the professors have taught for four or five years, the one commonality in all their blessings, which I found was they tell their children or the students, be a good human being. You know, nobody talks of grades, nobody talks of uh, any other acquisition. They, they simply say, be a good human being. Because I think that surpasses or that encompasses everything. And that reminds me of Gandhi. You must have heard the name of Mohandas uh, Karamchand Gandhi. And uh, he being a, he loved the one devotional song of uh, Narsingh Mehta, a very devout, it's a great devotee. He was a very beautiful writer and composer. So this, these two lines will, may I sing it if you don't mind? Mm -hmm. It'll be, sure. yeah. I'd be happy to hear you sing yeah, okay, just two lines which go and I'll translate them for you because that's also in Gujarati. And it says, Vaishnava Janatu Tene Kahiye Teer Parai Jani Re Par Dukhe Upkar Kare Je Man Abhiman Nani Re Vaishnava Janatu Tene Kahiye Je Teer Parai Jani Re That is a human being who understands the pain and the woes of the others. And if he does any charity, and if he works anything for the others, does not allow an iota of pride to enter his heart. So that is the benchmark. If we shape or give all the knowledge to the student or the child or the, or the youth of the country, we have to see are we giving them these values? Because we talk a lot about values, but try finding them in the core then you will find it is the actually the lack of compassion which is actually disintegrating the society. If I am compassionate about the fact that my plate is full, but the, but the person who is on the road is uh, going hungry, 
what right do I have to party? So if there is one bread with me, I have to break it into half and give it to him. But then this wisdom is not only simply an individual state. This wisdom has to be adopted by society. This wisdom has to be adopted by nations. And similarly, I hail from a country which for years or other centuries had never invaded any other country for either acquisition of land or anything. Why? Because the peace, the Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina is the, is, you must have heard in Sanskrit, which means every person has to be peaceful. Every person has to be without any illness. Every person has to be, uh, is considered a part of the entire big family, which is called Vasudeva Kutumbakam. I'm using the words from Upanishads. So we have been, you know, nurtured in a land where when the other civilizations were just, you know, blossoming, Vedas were being chanted in this land. And that is where they knew full well that the nature has got a whole design, the harmony of the spheres. And this harmony will be disturbed and now we are facing the same thing now, you know. That harmony that the man is disturbing because of the mercenary nature and the result of the same, we are suffering, we are locked in, inside our houses, nature is free, sky is still benevolent, birds are flying, the rivers are more clear, clearer than ever, but we are inside because there is no end to our greed. So first, thank you for being so considerate towards children. It, it really touches me. And also, uh, when I read uh, one of your poems, uh, Our Hearts Bleed, which starts with, it starts with the following lines. We are the teachers and our hearts bleed. In the task of nation building, we did not succeed. When I was reading it, I was deeply touched and I became more aware of the responsibility that we as teachers have towards the society. And um, on that note, I wanted to ask you, what can teachers do uh, to contribute to creating the conditions for children to develop? Oh, that's such a beautiful question. Thank you, Yulia, for asking that. Now, see, I can be a teacher in any way. If I'm enrolled in a school, I'm a teacher, okay? In the eyes of society, I'm a teacher. Now, if the, the spark of passing on the education doesn't come from my heart, I won't be able to touch lives. I quote my father who used to say, the entire journey from cradle to cremation, the in-between years, Whatever you have got, you've got from society. So do not go to your grave without giving back to society what you got from it. And this is the nurturing that I got, my sister got, and that is how we have grown up. So the giving back is very important, plus nurturing it and germinating it with your experience too. So one way is if I take my syllabus booklet in my hand, a, B, C, January, I had to do this, February this, March this, tick, 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 everything ticked, case complete, case closed. That is also teaching. Many have been doing it. But a teacher is one who can actually, with the lives of children, and they are the most receptive ones in the entire world. They are the one who can give you the happiness, which has no boundary. If they can give you the ecstasy, and that's why I think teachers remain always youthful. And that is why the children are the best 
people where we should, uh, any nation should invest in. And they are the ones who will give back to society. They will listen to you. They will actually germinate your ideas, bring out the bunion trees from small seeds. And you can do, and you can have a creative society in every nook and corner, or rather in the entire world. So children are the ones who will actually take it forward. The, the world is plagued by the wrongdoings of the adults. We, we have spoiled the earth, we have misused the resources, and then we go to children and ask them to write essays that you give us a solution for pollution. You tell us how can we save climate reality? Who, who brought all those atrocities to the world? The children didn't do it, but we asked them to give the solutions, right? So it is basically, if you start the work of personality development right from the tender age, and those 14 years where the children are with you and you invest well, give your 200% to it, let me tell you, there's no reason why in every school of Vivekananda will not be there. Why in every school you'll not have people who will be actually you know, speaking out for peace and for brotherhood and the same language, they'll not come out. But today we are scared to even open the newspaper. You know why? I know many people who don't take up the newspaper during breakfast time because of the fear what they're going to listen and read or they'll have to hear. Why we have plagued the society or the world like this? So the, the one candle of hope is actually the child. And that is where the God resides. I always say if you, that's why I love children so much. I told you right at the onset, I'm a firm believer in the power of children. And I think uh, for children, I'm ready to do anything, anywhere, anytime. Over to Thank you. you. Thank you so much for sharing for everything you said today, because this is really important that, that contributes to the formation of credit society. And this is inspiring. Yeah. And thank, thank you so much for everything you said. And we would be happy to hear from you. From uh, We know that your native language is Hindu, right? If you could please tell us how it will be I support creative society in Hindu. Okay. In Hindi? Oh, well, creative society ka, uh, creative samaj ka, mein purnataya samarthan karti hu, riday se dhanyavad karti hu. और अपना पूरा अपशदा पूर्वक आप सभी को अपनी शुभकामनाएं देती हूं कि आप आगे पढ़ें और विश्व में शांति की स्थापना करें सर्वे भवन्तु सुखिनः यानी सभी लोग सुखी हों everyone in the world should be happy and peaceful so that's in Hindi if you wanted it that way <laughs> yes uh, because Hindu religion if I can take two minutes more Hindu religion actually talks about the prana, the, the, you know, uh, uh, the world existence actually comes from prana. If you are alive, it is prana. Prana is when, you know, there is a life force which is inside you. The moment that life force goes away, you become a body. People say the body is lying here. You become bodies. The prana is what, which is keeping you alive. And it's the pranic energy that is got, uh, received from the nature is just by being harmonious to nature, just by respecting the nature in the proper form. So that is why I think uh, I'm a strong supporter of, of uh, Hinduism. Yeah. Thank you. It's a very beautiful language. 
<laughs> and you sound so natural, of course, <laughs> when you do it, when you use it. Yeah. Um, also, coming back to the rule of six handshakes, we wanted to ask you to share a name of a person whom you would like to invite to participate in one of our next broadcasts. Oh, I, I have at least more than three or four people in mind, definitely. But uh, in the top of the list, I would definitely recommend the name of one person who has turned the or rather influenced the lives of more than 10,000 people. And by bringing them closer to sustainable development goals, by bringing them uh, you know, closer to the global perspective of the, uh, of the universe, and uh, by changing and affecting the lives of more than 6,000 students. So I'm talking of my mentor, Dr. Shokumar Pandey. That's, uh, and I also wish to mention here the names of two people, a scientist who refused to accept the green card of a country which offered um, them free, absolutely, because uh, she came back to serve her own nation and is influencing the majority of the youth, the girls especially, empowering them and uh, bringing them into the gamut of education with their best possible way and sparking the love for science. Uh, so that's Dr. Punita Verma. And uh, one musician is uh, Ms. Munmun uh, Ghosh, a writer, who is actually spreading the work of peace and yoga amongst the youth. So I just wanted to mention them. There is a long, there are still more, but definitely, I'll, mention these yeah they can be definitely invited and if you have them um, here you will see the the vibrations that you will receive you will see what they have to share because like you uh, they have been trying to spread their magnetism in the in the society and bring positive changes in society because simply by changing yourself of course that's a first first step but you need to bring this change in others and inspire others to get change also. Motivate others to get change also. This is also important. Simply changing myself will not be enough. Now is a time when we need to raise this voice. That's why I said, like Greta Thunberg, you need to voice it out. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Thank you. We'll be happy to talk to them and have an interview with yeah. them. And yeah. uh, maybe you have something to wish to our viewers, to all people all over the world. Ah, lovely. So my wishes are simple, very simple. And these wishes are, may you all see the light of the day like a child. May you all see the benevolence of the sky like young people. And may you all spread the sunshine everywhere like sunflowers. You know what is the quality of sunflower? If the sunshine is not there, to turn, they turn to each other. Normally the sunflowers face the sun, right? Because they derive all the positivity from the sun. But the day it is cloudy, they turn to each other. And they derive all the positivity from each other. Inside, we are all like gifts, you know? Inside the gift is the same, only the wrappings are different. We need to have the same compassion. The heart that be, you know, be, beats in my heart, in my chest is the same heartbeat will be heard from your uh, body also. So we all have to get connected. We all have to think that whatever I do in my life should not bring harm to others, should not in any way bring tears to somebody's eyes. And more so the leaders of the world have to think so. It's not simple maddening, you know, acquiring of weapons, uh, being in the forefront or being in the, in the front line. 
and speaking about their country's prowess uh, as far as arms and ammunition is concerned, it would be rather better that uh, they speak of peace, they speak of the message, they speak of the message of unification and bringing all together because the world is a family. Vasudeva Kutumbakam. That is it. That's my message. Thank you so much. Thank you for being today with us. And we'll be happy to continue to have conversations with you because you're welcome anytime and you may join with your friends and ask them the same questions as a co-host. And we wanted to say to everyone who haven't joined the Creative Society project yet, please visit alatrainnights.com website. You can find there the join button where you can fill your contact information and claim that you support Creative Society and please share this information with your friends and acquaintances because the more the faster the whole whole world will find out it, about it the faster it will be implemented so thank you all for being with us today and we'll see you soon thank you thank you so much god bless you